Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. It's bleeding working, isn't it? Hey, eh? oh, I sort of watched the uh, Barry Sheen doco um, uh, on DVD, the double DVD set that the Poms produced and put out this year on the weekend. Very good. Anyway, uh, five, four, three, two, one, <laughs> zero. And blast off, we have blast off. G'day, viewers. Welcome to episode 69 of Radio Hotlap. We finally got there. We finally have. We did a 69, but. So well, to speak. we didn't actually. But we didn't, we didn't put it out there. It was just too silly. It was crap. G'day Actually. viewers, welcome. Hello viewers, lovely to see you all again. On this fine but wet afternoon. Well, it's a very wet afternoon and it's an afternoon viewers. It's only but 3.30 here in uh, not so sunny Adelaide. No, not so sunny Adelaide, And, and uh, but you're on holiday JP. Yes I am, I've taken a week off because I want to get my deck organised out the back of my house which I've been meaning to build since about February uh, this year. And uh, we're now in the heart of what I'm told by the um, by the professionals who uh, do woodwork and stuff is the deck season, because yep. everybody wants to build them now and get them finished before Christmas. So needless to say, I'm probably paying full tote for every bloody thing. You're a full but decade. There you go. I am, and of course, you can guarantee that here we are, driest state, driest continent, middle of a huge drought. The week I'm off work to do the deck. What's it doing? Raining. Thanks for coming. The dogs is uh, sitting here, not sunning herself on this relatively no, miserable not. Thursday afternoon, just before I actually get on a plane to go to somewhere even more miserable. Yeah, Mount Buller. Don't you think it'll be miserable up there, viewers? Minus one to four degrees, viewers, with rain <laughs> predicted over the four days. Well, you might as well take the skis then. <laughs> or a stool for the bar, because it'll be busy. <laughs> it'll be very busy. Jeez, they'll, be, they'll still be serving glue vine if it's minus one. Well, I think I'd rather have a bit of glue because we're going to need it to get up that hill. It's a bit of a slither. Oh, yeah, well, and, will uh, we? I've done one run up there with Mark Bryan in the Camaro and uh, he had yeah, to remind me how I didn't want to be reminded. That was a slither the other way, though, wasn't it? Because the bitumen was melting. No, year. no, it was a wet, it was one oh, was wet, it? Was it wet run. Uh, and, uh, one wet one. Uh, so, uh, uh, not uh, looking forward to that, but anyway, I sort of... Um, I suppose it will be fun doing that with Jack Ellsgood in the new yeah. Cooper's sponsored uh, Capri, Capri Piranha. Piranha. 330 cubic inch. Yeah. I just found out that it's been bought out 10% of the strongest engine. Is that engine. right? Is that, you're allowed to do that, are you? Yes. It's 302, isn't it, originally? Allowed to go up 10% right. and still stay into the C2 uh, category. Um, and uh, the wheels are 15 inch, gone up allowed, allowed to go up one inch from the standard diameter. So 15 inch, yeah, huge. so you can imagine we've got the Whoa. biggest brakes you can possibly fit under 15 inches of rim. That's a big rim for a 71 car. Well, it is, but you know, so, <laughs> it's still uh, not that huge, is it? Yeah, it's, uh, let's just uh, hope it'll all be put together very nicely and we'll make it to the top every day. Well, there you go. So you've got Keefy George to get you to the top. So uh, at least, you know, in the rain, you'll be tiptoeing a little bit. 
So, 99 uh, competitors I read the other day on the entry nine. list, and it's uh, you know a very very strong, <laughs> very strong lineup as usual. But uh, I and I certainly don't want to put a mocker on it. But uh, with bad weather like this, um, it's prone for someone to you know uh, slither over the edge. One person overdoing it means the road shuts down. So I, I'm. I'm certainly not hoping for it, um, but I'm sort of expecting that we'll, we'll have some some hanging around time. Someone's going to be and pushing better it off hanging too around hard. at the top than at the bottom. Absolutely, because it's cooler at the top. <laughs> yeah, and and a lot less and cranky. I, and I, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, so now, well, that should be a good weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Now. The results of each run go up on the web on uh, mountbullersprint.com. Mountbullersprint.com, yes, they produce PDFs of the results. There's no live timing. That's what I was going to say. I think there is no fairly, live timing. It's fairly, it's fairly efficient. Um, well, I yeah. remember checking it out last. Was it last year when you went up with... Um, did you go up with last year, GT40? <laughs> it was uh, the GT40. Yeah, the GT, that's right. Yeah, with yeah. Rob, Rob Sherrard. Sherrard. Now that there was. Now see, I had a mental blank then. Yeah, you know, it's nothing like leaving it till the last minute because the Capri was actually manufactured in South Africa, and when the engineers from the New South Wales Road Transport Authority came to look at the car yesterday, right. they said, "Well, that's fine, but we won't register unless we cite the original documentation of the import and it being built as this car in South Africa." So it was bought from someone in. Western Australia. Well, so, so it's been from Western Australia to South Africa, and South it Africa came in originally into Western Australia. Oh, right, okay. And Sorry. believe it or not, the paperwork was dug up last night, and for some hour they've managed to get a, what looks like an original across there. And uh, that was Jack Ilsgood on the phone to say the car's registered, and Whoa. we're logged, and off we go. Fantastic. So excellent. It's been That's a bit good, of a saga, I reckon. So logged and off you go the Thursday before everything yeah, starts. Yeah, well you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to like you know plan yeah. it. So you got all your stickers all ready to go? Yeah, I've got a few, few got stickers. I've got to dolly all up. Die cut a few more out. A bit of a right. Got the new Piranha logo. Yeah, you're taking that stuff for Classic Adelaide because you and Jack are also in the Piranha in Classic Adelaide, and that they've got a very comprehensive um, decal list. I notice of where you can and can't put stuff. It's so, so there'd be no point. There'd be no point in putting it on for Buller and then having to move it all for Clipsal. So 100%. you need to take that with uh, for uh, sorry, classic Adelaide. You're already one step ahead of me. Yeah. Or the other way around. Yeah. However, it is. Yes, I've noticed that, um, and we've already allocated the uh, rear door for our own stickers uh, on both cars because that's all they're allowing you to have. Right. The unfortunate thing, it's a two-door car. <laughs> so. Well, can't it's you just the hot get a spot. sign to put one of those little thin black lines down to make it look like a back door? It's a bit of a hot... <laughs> it's a back door special. <laughs> That's right. Well, with you and Keithy George, it would be. Anyway, we won't uh, go there, viewers. So, um, that's that's that. I suppose next week, we'll um, when we get back after Melbourne Cup, uh, we'll be able to tell you what's going on and how we went. So you're going to the Melbourne Cup on the way back? No. On the way back through Melbourne? Absolutely not. No? Oh, well, you know. I learned last year that this is the worst you place to go. Rock up at breakfast, and mm. you know, all those females bloody uh, half whacked by about nine o'clock. You have a field day. I think we'll be, if we survive the event, we'll be enjoying the uh, the evening activities on the mountain on the Monday night. Ah, oh, because we get the Tuesday leg of lamb. Then 
<laughs> Get that out of your mouth. Yeah. So uh, it has been a while since we've chatted because we had the indie we did uh, round a couple of weeks back. Yeah. And yeah, uh, we chatted, well, we have chatted since then, but we didn't put it to air because we didn't, we didn't really go anywhere with it. Because I was having a stressful week and you were having a stressful week. We both started talking viewers and then went, this isn't doing anything. It's not working. It's not working. It's Let's fine. just go out for dinner. But we, we, so we had been out for dinner yeah. at, up uh, on the Gold Coast, specifically to uh, celebrate Jack Ellsworth's first V8 youth poll and what a place to do it at Indy and to come second for the round up on the podium. And, and you couldn't be, if you're going to do it for Coopers, it's about that's the best a good place, place to, to do it. it. And uh, tell the viewers about, the, uh, about how you put the mockers on him but you didn't with oh. the poll. Well, that was when we were overseas. If they go back to episode 61 or something like that, where I'm walking yes. along the Cologne and, and along the, the Rhine in Cologne, yep, gave him a bit of a, a bit of a gobful about not being able to get pole, and uh, he thought, bloody hell, Johnny, you're just giving me some crap, so uh, he's gone off and done it. Good. So does yeah. that mean you've got to give him more crap before the next round? 100%. 100%. Oh, well, you'll be giving it to him now, and you know, and then you've got Classic Adelaide, so there'll be plenty of crap, really, to hand out. And... Uh, as, as, if it, as, he, as if he hasn't got enough to uh, to do, I sent him on an errand just now to go and pick up my new iPhone. Oh, we're on the tech gadgets already, viewers. Segway. <laughs> nice segue, John. So Your new you, iPhone? Well, I was... We're in Australia. Well, I know. Well, I was out having lunch yesterday at Glenelg with Bryce Washington. Yes, who, I know uh, you were going to races. Washington. You went to... What's, what was the name of the place? Fuzzies? Or? Fizz. Fizz. That's yeah. it. Fizz Fuzz. Was it any good? Anyway, and uh, Bryce is a... Uh, a good operator in the Australian GT yes. Championship who's uh, coming in directly there behind Alan and, and been running Career Cup for a few years. Won the Australian GT Championship in 2005 uh, after a few years in Formula Ford. So a 23 year old guy who really isn't particularly interested in I suppose V8 supercars right. for the investment. Um, he is uh, going to be concentrating again on GT and Cup car next year. Oh, but cool. yeah, at lunch, of course, he had to have an iPhone, which oh. I, I found out how did he get it, and he bought it from China. Right. Paid about $695. So I got back, I had a look on eBay, and sure enough, just typed one in, and there was one going, you know. And in Australia? In, the, in Australia, in yeah. Sydney, on the northern beaches, just near oh. Jack's place. <laughs> and. Uh, um, the bidding I, closed. The bid was seven twenty, and I put in oh, seven thirty, and I put in seven forty, with about three minutes to go. And the three, yeah, three minutes to go, I put in seven ninety five. I said, well, "That's it, I want to buy it." <laughs> and then about a minute later, uh, it came up. The bidder had retracted the seven hundred and fifty. Yeah. So then I, I, I won it at the seven hundred and forty. Oh, that's all right. So yeah, and it's the full one point one point one firmware. Yep. Um, the interesting, the gentleman told me that it takes about three hours for the unlocking sequence to, to, to kick to work. Is that right? Yeah, whereas the first version of the iPhone took about 20 minutes. Mm. So that's a bit funny, isn't it? Well, it's obviously the Apple have put a lot more security into it then. And he said it's not just, he was using iPhone SIM free, Yep. Uh, but you do need to do some code code stuff with it. Right. But anyway, I'll uh, let you mm. know how it, how it goes. Now, I think like what, what won't work is the visual voicemail because there's no carrier capable of supporting That's it. That's probably right. Yep. And I, I would wonder whether the the Apple Wi-Fi iTunes store iTunes download. Who knows? Once it's cracked, you mean? Don't know. Because you know it work if you're in the US. Does the iPod Touch work like that? The iPod Touch works with the Wi-Fi. It does. Yeah. So you can so that it would work. Yeah. Anyway, so, so there you go. Very good. It's got a new iPhone. I'm going to be sending the little oh, P800. The 
the Ericsson, Sony Ericsson that Johnny's had, honestly, I can remember when he, years. when he got it brand new and it was all shiny and new and everything was still on it, unlike the uh, shell of its former self that it now is. With still the flip a solid out bit phone, gone and, yeah, and I, I just cannot believe that it's lasted so long. On the same battery. And you haven't lost it. <laughs> well, I have. But <laughs> like a cheap pair of sunglasses, people return them to you and say, is this yours? would never do it with bloody Armani, would they? Do you reckon yeah. I'd get an iPhone back? No. I was just going to say, well, you don't want to lose your iPhone then, because that won't be coming back. Oh, dear. Well, while we're talking about things American, what about the old Marcos? Got the his first Marcos, hole at Memphis, and uh, his highest place finish ever in um, Next Hill at, uh, at sorry, Bush. Um, I was finishing in the bush. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's why it's good, you see, because he's an Aussie and we, we do well in the bush. He's from Tasmania. <laughs> that's right. He finished, he finished fourth. He knows he's So mad. he's going very well. He's just coming on strong right at the end, or towards the end of the season over there. You're making but up for the uh, world's ugliest man. No, I think it's... Yeah, <laughs> don't go there again. Uh, so, no, so good on you, Marcus. That's a, a nice achievement, I think. And, you know, at last, the pole position, that must really have cheered him up. So, it's good. What else you got to talk about, Johnny? Anything Poor behaviour in Indy. Poor behaviour? One certain GT car driver, mm. Mr Alan Simonson, <laughs> decided that we should have our, a little disguise night out. Oh, no. As we did the year before with some moustaches. Well, he managed to find some Osama-style sort of get-ups with some bad, bad teeth and a bit of a blood capsule. Oh, now I saw the, I saw a photo of you somewhere with the bad teeth. Well, we teeth. won't go on about it too much, yeah. but anyway, but he did go down, he had had a few drinks, and he was, he was on a social ex, ex um, operation, and he went down and said it come up to one of the, uh, the local constabulary and said, excuse me, I'm looking for a tall building. It looks exactly like the other tall building for me to park my plane. <laughs> at that point I thought look it's time to leave Alan yeah it probably is too uh, anyway we, we managed to find our way into shooters and that uh, various pieces oh really headgear. I didn't see that headgear was borrowed around the um, yes. bar around the bar and used in and the headgear was curly wigs curly wigs yeah. well, basically yeah. not better oh, well. I think they were used as hairy chests and merkins end up as a merkin <laughs> Boys. So Indy, we, we haven't spoken about Indy. Oh, it was, just it told was you a good that, weekend. Yeah, it was a good weekend. I enjoyed it. It was and beautiful Jackie weather. Did well. Yeah, Jackie did well. We just did that. Um, yeah. Marcus was up there helping out with some other people in the V8U team. Um, All right. The, uh, you know, I suppose it was disappointing that uh, virtually two years in a row, Willpower um, mm. got caught up with someone else in pit lane and then sort of overcooked it. Yes. Um, at the same corner at what the Holiday Inn corner. Well, I mean. When you, when you watched coverage, you could see, I mean, just after he got caught up the first time, before he overcooked it, um, with that, that bent front wishbone, I don't reckon he would have ever made it to the end anyway. It was a moddy that sooner or later something was going to happen. So, uh, you know, unfortunate, but that's just the way it goes. I suppose it's old news now that Raikkonen won the Formula One Championship, but we've yes. been so slack, so tardy, so unresponsive with our shows lately. <laughs> But it's latest news. But I suppose now well, all eyes news now. are on November the 15th to decide whether the uh, 
the thing will be overturned um, yes. in favour of, I suppose, Lewis Hamilton by on the basis that the BMW Williams yep. were found to be having fuel which was a higher, chilled. Te- higher temperature than allowed. Yeah. Was it higher temperature or lower temperature? I thought it was lower. What is it? Whatever. Matter. I'm sure it's lower. 10 million, anyway. 100 million. You know. Yeah, I know what you mean. But, uh, no, it'd be... be uh, I see that there's already reports about the, the silly season now with the drivers swapping and changing and one thing and another. Um, and I, you know, I read a report on Tuesday that was sort of heaven forbid there's potential for Mark Webber to uh, to end up a McLaren. And you go, nah, get out of here. But if you read all the ins and outs, well, yeah, I guess there's a possibility. So it'd be interesting to see what goes on. A bit of a, a cutthroat sort of a game, isn't it? Oh, JT. absolutely. Incredibly cutthroat. And it, it gets, you know, Formula One just gets more and more and more highly strung, I think is the expression I was looking for, uh, every year. Um, you know, there's, there just seems to be less and less uh, reasonable uh, behaviour or reasonable tactics or whatever. And it just gets tighter and tighter, and, and you know, more and more focused on itself, really. And I personally, I think I Max Moser is a bit of a miserable bastard. Well, I think. I mean, he's a bit of a bureaucrat. Uh, he's getting on to now, isn't he? He won't, but they won't go. Well, I, th- I don't know how often he gets elected. It's like the Kim Beasley of motorsport. Does he get elected for three, or for, for two years, or four years? I can't remember. He self re-elects himself. Well, see, this is the thing you have to worry about people when they get in that position of power, whether they've got the ability to, even if they don't re-elect themselves, to change the rules to make sure that they can get re-elected. So, uh, hmm. I don't think Jackie Stewart would have voted him in. Well, I don't think he would have either, just quietly. Maybe half of him. (laughs) Now, while we're on Formula One, the bloody um, 2.4 litre V8 engines that they've got this year... Um, are supposedly going to now continue for another 10 years after 2008. Well, that's got to drop the cost. Just to keep prices down or keep the costs down. Now, I can't see personally, I mean, I don't want to be a pessimist. It gets reviewed after five years, apparently, which still takes us to 2013. Um, that's got to be good for passenger cars that run small, small block V8s. Well, it probably does, but, I mean, we're talking even five years... I can't see after three years that there's going to be any significant major gains. Everything's going to be tiny, tiny, tiny. And are they going to get fed up with keep running the same motors and want something different anyway? But remember that the whole idea of Formula One was to be able to provide a trickle down to the public Mm -hmm. and to promote, you know... Yeah, new technology and development. And maybe uh, the, you know, whilst they're, they're trying to cut costs, um, in the sport, um, which seem to have been elevated by the use of exotic materials way outside the engine. Uh, I, I was quite oh, yeah, surprised absolutely. about a documentary I saw about what's going on inside Toyota. Um, then, you know, just that sort of research can have far-reaching um, uh, impacts. And at the moment, with everybody having their sort of putting in their two cents on carbon footprints and emissions and things yep. like that and responsibility, uh, I, I think maybe that's probably a good thing because maybe, changing I mean, sizes is going to be wasted. Yeah, sure. It's and they've got to rewrite the rules each time, of course, it's if going they do to be, change. Yeah, but they may change 
to let them out of fuel, which would then create well, I think the, that's, the economy situation. I think that's probably the best bet for it, would be that, okay, all right, well, we're keeping the 2.4 litre and we're keeping the V8, but we start mandating different things like uh, there has to be a certain amount of biofuel used, um, you're only allowed um, X number of litres during a race, uh, and so it goes and so it goes. You know, there's, there's lots of options there. To, uh, to keep to help keep the price down, but uh, I just I'm just a bit dubious as to whether the um, the guys who actually run and, and invent the technology in Formula One will be happy to keep plodding along with the same engines for that period of time. But we'll see. We'll see as we come in for another fuel stop because we didn't have one earlier, being a bit of an early afternoon sort of thing. No, it's not often that we would get together at this house. Certainly not the kind of people to have a drink while it's daylight. Well, no, definitely and, uh, not. And uh, on a work day too. <laughs> None on school day. But nonetheless... But it's not a work day for me today, so... $15 from... Heartland Shiraz. We've had it before. It's we not did. a bad... I bought it one night. You did. Mate, mm. After next week, you'll be able yeah. to try some some more. I will. After next week, I'll be falling off that wagon. He'll be falling off in a big way. You'll be messy. Ah, <laughs> no, I won't. I'll be taking it very easy. Be easing myself back into it, viewers. So we'll see. With chips. With chips. Oh, no, but chips, mate. Oh, you know, oh. I love those chips. Now, can we crunch on, on air? You know, Linda's not listening, is she? Go your hardest. I will. I will. Now, you know, on the way down here, interestingly, I saw, for probably only the second time, and this time I actually took notice, the new Audi TT. It's hard to distinguish them, isn't it? It is, especially front on, because they've got that generic front now where the uh, the grille drops down below the level of the bumper bar. Um, so front on, you can't really tell, but from as soon as you get to three quarters, you go, oh, and it really is a nice looking car. I mean, I, I could honestly say that I was never a huge fan of the original TT. I, could, I liked it for its differentness. Is it that radically different? Um, but it was never that fantastic. I mean, I can remember uh, when when I came over to you in 1999 and you were still living in Balmain uh, and they just started shipping them in and there was a silver one that used to tootle up and down uh, the high street there. And um, it was it was okay, but, you know, just okay. I'm, I've ne- never really thought it was fantastic. But the new one, I've got to say, I think is a bit of a glamour. I like it. I mean, probably the most of the old model I ever saw in one heap was the um, Race of a Thousand Years in 2000, because Audi, of course, uh, won the race and blah, blah, blah. And remember our old mate International Paulie went for a driving one because he was working for panels locally at the time? Oh, yeah. And they had them all parked outside the pits. I don't all, remember that. All, uh, I do remember up. the event, but I don't remember that. With the oh, well, there you go. Uh, what have you got there? I've got a um, a little note from a friend, Rowan, who uh, oh, said... Yeah. Uh, Rowan Pimmer. Yeah, Rowan Pimmer, who's uh, coming to be a bull this weekend, but not racing, because he was an idiot and smashed it last time. Um, Will he get messy? <laughs> he usually gets messy. <laughs> if, he, if he's allowed to. He's got to clean up, though. We've told him that. He has um, he's, uh, decided to buy himself a new top-of-the-line VEU. Ah, what colour? Well, that was one of the questions. Until when he rang me uh, yesterday uh, to tell you he's bought a new M3. 
and I said, ah, oh, well then I'll just put my bills up from a thousand bucks a month because obviously you can afford one. Mm. So he picks it up tonight. Oh, oh. so will you be tootling up to Buller in that? No. Nah. No? <laughs> no, you'll we'll smash just be it. tootling when you're up there. <laughs> smash it. No, you won't. <laughs> no, I'll just go, stay, go up with them. Yeah, the regular old team. Same old, same old. But we've got a pretty busy schedule, mate. So is Jackie driving up? Uh, Jackie's flying over. No. Who's, who, how's, the, how's the piranha getting over? The Jackie is flying. Jackie is driving down with the blue transporter with the V8 Ute on the tray with the piranha behind. Ah. Because both cars are then going to Melbourne. Right. To be stored for a week before Jack, we go then on to Simmons Plains for oh, the penultimate oh, round so, of the yeah. Utes. Yeah. To then come back across to pick up the piranha to come to Classic Adelaide. Right. To pick up uh, straight after Classic Adelaide to go back to Phillip Island. So the Ute will just stay there uh -huh. on Phillip Island. And we'll okay. use it as a promo car. Yep. And then bring it back here as a surprise to Glen Cooper for the Lagerland Ball. Oh, fantastic. Does that work? Do you like the ad, the Lagerland advert on the on the radio? I think it's fantastic. Go you on. Can, uh, well, what the, the the closing line is, um, and how do you get to Lagerland? Well, either through an old wardrobe in the attic, or on the internet. Where's it on? I quite like the old wardrobe in the attic. It's quite clever. If you had an attic. If you had an attic, that's right. And how many people do? Not many. Not many at all. Now, I heard an interesting uh, story this morning. I don't know how much of the mainstream news it made or not, but um, I was checking a few bits and pieces on the web and I noticed that uh, apparently um, the V8 supercars are all in Bahrain this uh, this weekend. They are. And um, they'd all arrived at the airport, shipped across in their containers uh, and everything From Avalon, else. was it? Yep. I think it was Avalon. Yeah, it's usually Avalon. Um, Anyway, they were wheel they wheeled them all on to local car transporters, presumably the same guys who drive the uh, Gibson Freight, the Chevy Luminas from the docks to the um, to wherever. And um, one of the transporters uh, came round a corner and uh, cleaned up a four wheel drive and rolled. No. And it had two HRT cars and two FPV cars oh, on board. No way. And they've only got minor damage, thank goodness. So, how weird's that? <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs> well, it must have been either very early this morning our time or very late last night our oh, time. Oh, no. Yeah. What, in, o over there? Yeah, over there. Oh, On their way from, like, the airport to the track or whatever. Oh, they're mad over well, there. Oh, I know. They, they heard there was going to be a drink in the, the desert. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, personally, that's half their problem. And, I mean, it said an HRT car and an FPV car, but you can't really call it an HRT car, can well, you? Well, HSV car was going to be one of the tile cars with the Scapey... Isn't it a CLRT anyway? A Chevy Lumina RT? Well, oh, well, that was Rick Kelly's car. That, that's all blacked up and ready to go, isn't it? Oh, but, boy, have you... Have you looked right about that? <laughs> that's amazing, isn't it? So I'm sure that uh, Crompley will have it all over the beginning of the bullet of the broadcast. We'll, well see. What a drama. I hope we'll be able to get to see that up there. Mm. I had a phone call the other day from Samantha Stevens, who was actually doing a bit of PR for Mount Buller, Buller yeah. Sprint. I wanted to have a chat to me about Jack and I and blah, blah, blah. But we got around to talking about, well, what are you doing? And she's going, well, I'm driving a 211. Oh. And I said, are you in there with Dean Evans? She says, I am. And I said, well... 
funny if it rains. And, uh, I hadn't seen a picture of them until I just saw one the other day, and it's one of the new, the top of the line Lotus ro- race only versions of like oh. the Exige, yep. but, the, but roofless. Ah. So, uh, talk about wind in your hair, but rain in your hair, I'm not too sure about. Goodness. So, it should be a lot of fun. But um, I think they're only building 100 of these, aren't they? Haven't you seen her? She does a TV show on, yeah, on Nine with um, mm. uh, Rich. Peter Hackett. I oh, know, but that's right. I oh, know the one you mean. Yep, 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 yep. On Saturday lunchtime ish. Yeah, one o'clock yeah. ish. Yeah, yeah. And they're always dragging different cars that they're doing comparos of down the main straight of wherever it is that they're filming. Um, late last Friday at 6 pm, something happened. Last Friday at 6 pm. Oh, yeah, I think it was a new operating system or something. Oh, a new operating system from Apple called Leopard 10.5. Apparently 2 million copies have been sold yes. over the first weekend. Absolutely. That's, that's huge. It is huge. And apparently... Apple's market share is really, really increasing, isn't it? Market share is excellent and it is getting bigger. And according to uh, one of the reports I read out of the US, um the upper echelons of uh, big business are actually buying Macs again now to it differentiate it themselves a a and look, look a bit trendy. That's and right. They're going outside of their IT advice and saying, well, I can put Bootcamp on it and run all those boring Windows applications, but uh, I like living in a Mac world. Well, yeah, me because maybe they weren't getting uh, listening to the Ashley Drapers of this world. Well, maybe they weren't, which is probably a good idea. But Apple always had a, large, a, a difficult job getting into Enterprise just because it had the Apple logo on it or the name Mac on it. Now the Xserve um, certainly have brought a, uh, a a new approach to that after what was the rail, a relatively dismal workgroup servers and yes. Shiner product. Um, but uh, with their um, you know, creating the world's most open uh, uh, video editing suite, Final Cut Pro, yep, um, and uh, a storage area, networks, of, you know. Easy, easily available drives in an open standard. It's really, it's really pushed itself into the into the corporate market it's because like, they've, they've taken up the bean counters have realised how effective that they've been. And you know, without um, you know blowing them up too much and, and making it sound blow, blow up their ass. Yeah, we've got a number of exserves uh, at a number of what you'd class as relatively high-profile clients that just sit there day after day. No downtime, you know. Some of them have been, I've got uptime in excess of uh, like a year and a quarter, and they just sit there doing their job, and that's just fantastic. That's what they were designed to do, and um, you know, makes our life easy too. And, and it's also easy renewal because the IT guys just leave them alone and go, Oh, yeah, well, you know, we don't worry about them. Well, the IT guys have been fired, <laughs> but no, they've still they... got plenty of PCs to run around after, justify their existence. Hmm. But yeah, interesting, but no, so Leopard's out, and um. Looks like a From good. All accounts, uh, very good. Saw that you've got a new uh, uh, email newsletter coming out. Yeah. Uh, each month, uh, looking pretty trip. Yeah, it does. Looks excellent. Yeah. The web designer's a good, nice bloke too. He's doing it for us. <laughs> Don't so, give it to uh, me. <laughs> 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 well, I didn't want to say that. Uh, but know. I'd know what it does. Um, but no, it looks looks good. Right. On that basis, I'd like to hand you an order for a new 24-inch iMac. I think it's Would time. You, it's time. It's time. It's yeah. time for a change, but I didn't say I know about government. I was going to say, well, yeah, that's a, a Gough Whitlam expression and we're only two weeks away from the election. Incidentally, the bloody election falls on the weekend of Classic Adelaide. Well, there was a note in the kit there, but it says, says... Saturday up or what? <laughs> well, 
I mean, it's all right for all these people from interstate. They'll just be doing postal votes. Well, we can do postal votes. But when votes we're local, well, we can do it online. They sent a format with Classic Adelaide said, by the way, you're going to be. Oh, did they? Yeah. I read that. Well, oh, you didn't. Thorough. You can go online. At, oh, you uh, can vote online? ATO. Yeah, you vote online. Are you sure? Well, it probably won't be open until the day. Mm. I'll vote on my new iPhone. <laughs> well, that's a good point. I haven't thought about that. Vote on my iPhone. No, how can you pick the bloody House of Representatives if you go below the line? It's about 59 million of them, not out. 59 million? Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Well, it's a large piece of paper. That's right. And you'd, you'd never be able to do that on the internet. You wouldn't have a screen big enough. <laughs> the boys from Brazil that's are up movie. in... Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Who was the lead actor? It was... Um, Oh, I know. Um, uh, it was uh, Lawrence Olivier or someone like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Sir Lawrence Olivier. Well done. Excellent. And uh, yeah, the boys from Brazil are at uh, the penultimate round of the Australian GT Championship at Oran Park this weekend. And I say the boys from Brazil because none other than Bryce Washington and Alan Simonson are teaming up together with uh, the World Porsche Super Cup champion uh, ah, uh, yes. Richard Westbrook at Brazil's Interlagos in Poor Sao Paulo, um, along with uh, Britain Paul Daniels, who uh, owns the car, who's a, a veteran of uh, the, the racing, uh, Le Mans racing, um, in the JWA, James Watt Automotive car that Jack Ellsgood ran at Spa last year, and then yep. uh, Bryce had a go at uh, Nürburgring 1000. I suppose it's fair to yeah. say, though, viewers, that we're going to be talking really more about Bryce from here on in, because Bryce has just joined the Hot lap driver talent development team. Fantastic. So uh, I'm well done. pleased to have someone yeah, uh, in Career A Cup yep. um, and also someone who is a local in Adelaide and, yeah. and a, a genuinely nice guy who um, is, um, you know, wants to go forward and uh, yeah. Fantastic. So uh, I think it'll be well, a, that's great news. interesting business challenges. Yeah. So yeah. there'll be Alan will be going over there to try to, to grab 10 points, the 10 points that he was not able to get at the final, at the penultimate round at oh, because Silver he was here doing Enduros. Yes, and was thrown out of the team. So uh, Rob Bell, his, his regular teammate, won that, and I think we've talked about that before. But Alan can theoretically pick up 10 points because Virgo Motorsport is not racing there. Ah, is that right? And I don't know the fine details about whether he will be a joint champion with the same amount of points or there's a countback ruling. Or, oh. or what? So Alan still has an outside chance to be able to win the World GT2 Championship this weekend, or rather the Le Mans Championship, which yeah. is outside of um, of America. There is another championship running in Japan, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I hear only ten cars were on the grid last weekend, so that doesn't sound mm, that doesn't too sound healthy yeah. for it at all. Oh well. Oh, well, good luck to Alan. I mean, that could be that could be very, very good for him if that all comes comes about. Amber Anderson hasn't had the best of runs. She had uh, in her Porsche 944, no fault of her own. Simply had found that the engine had been put together incorrectly. Some some parts were shoddily examined. Nothing to do with the water pump, I hope. Why would it have anything to do with the water pump? I just remember a guy years and years ago, a guy who was a client of mine, bought himself a Porsche 944. He'd only had it, I don't know, not very long, 
and it needed a new water pump. It was out of warranty because he bought it second hand and it was gonna cost him back then well over a grand just to replace the water pump. And he got rid of it and bought a uh, Toyota Supra about six weeks after the water pump was replaced. And I've just always remembered, Porsche 944s, water pumps, expensive things. You'd have to think the popularity of the V8 Utes is starting to wane. Uh, the characters just aren't there anymore. Like, sure, there's there's the, the cars, but the, yep. the old characters, the real people, the people that, who really got the series going is what Yeah, and to now say it's just names that you don't really know yeah. much about, and you can only uh, you can gather that as well from like the forums and you know look um, the the guys at VH Utes do a great job putting the, the gig together as an and a series administrators well mate, they're good luck to them they've done a good job but the people seem a bit the category well, itself not as colourful let's say as perhaps we needed to be they're less animated off track than yeah and even the even the more of well, who you would class as the as the more uh, character filled like ones. Charlie Kovacs of this world. Exactly, like Charlie and Gary Baxter and those. They seem to be getting much, they're either getting less publicity or they're keeping a lower profile Well, they're days. just getting older. Well, yeah, I suppose they are too. Yeah. They're gutful. And Grice's out and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, well, it was so, definitely, 2005 was a pretty, uh, was pretty strong time because, remember, they had that pro car, Australian V8 Ute Company transition. And, yes. you know, there was a lot of jostling there for power, yeah. and and now I suppose, that, like anybody, you need to look at it as a business. Settled down. Um, but, uh, mm. now yeah. We're talking about V8 Utes. There's another, I'd see there's a new V8 class now. Well, it's going to be a new V8 class. V8 Touring Cars National Series. Oh, nothing I heard nothing about it. Heard nothing, no? Well, apparently they've, they've proposed that there's going to be a new class, and it's for ex-V8 supercars. Deregistered. Deregistered V8 supercars and deregistered Fujitsu series cars that are too old to race in the two current top tiers. And uh, it's going to be a V8 Touring Car National Series. Um, uh, supposedly they're going to uh, reduce the rear wing size, they're going to re reduce the rev limit from 7,500 down to 7,000. And um, apart from, oh, and they've got to prove that the cars that are racing have a heritage as XV8 supercars or Fujitsu but series cars really think so that nobody that can build new cars to race in the series. Certainly people want to certainly people want to uh, want to race but can you get the crowds? I don't think you can. And hence if you don't get the crowds, you don't get the TV, you don't get the TV, you don't get the dollars. Mm. So it's just going to be an outlet for those who can afford to buy a car who want to, want to pump one around the track. Yeah, I mean it's, it, it, it's looking like it'll replace uh, a portion of a current touring car series. It would be like the, the um, like the, like the uh, yeah, there's a, a category like that that runs under the uh, Australian Motor Racing Series, AMRS, mm. which is not a CAMS national event, but um, yeah, there's so a few people seem to... Could be interesting, and the category manager is rumoured to gonna is rumoured that it will be our old mate Rob Kirkpatrick. Well, that makes sense. Well, Rob was uh, been running the uh, is, and still still currently is running the Cams Nationals. Mm. Second year and doing a, a very good job. We uh, met uh, we met Rob alias Dean. Back <laughs> That's at, right. We did uh, too. Two thousand prior to that. Yeah. Prior to that. It was too. Uh, very softly spoken gentleman. Yeah. yeah. Then we saw him at Clipsal the year before last. 
Anyway. Mate, yeah, there's so. been a bit of a lump hanging around the house and waiting for you to come, but it looks like it's tomorrow's the, the, the tomorrow's the use by date. And I'm talking about a piece of particularly nice corned beef off the H bone. <laughs> the old corned beef. Oh, it's been hanging around. Oops. So unless you would like me to provide this to you tonight as a ceremonial gift for you to take <laughs> home because it is still in use by date and you can have it for dinner. Well, isn't that lovely? But if I like? take it overnight, I'll have to put it straight on the stove. That's let right. Let it cook slowly overnight and then eat it tomorrow. Or That's you fine. can give it. I'd love that. Alternatively, you give wonderful. it the Chinese restaurant. Chinese restaurant. The Hoi King. Oh, I'll get out of here. <laughs> it will. It will be Hoi King if it goes past the use-by date. But it's still all cryovac, I take it? Yes. Oh, well, that's all right. That won't be a problem at all. And you know you like a piece of I meat do. right yeah. towards the use-by date. Yeah, oh, that's it, yeah. Nothing like it to After fix After it's that. been sitting there simmering and, you know, getting tenderer and tenderer. And you've knocked yourself out. Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, I did. And I'm Should I tell the viewers how that happened? You can tell the viewers how it happened, but I'm surprised that you didn't start chopping into the ground like today because look how much rain's come down. Uh, the ground looks very, very moist. Well, I did start this morning, but, you know, if there are any truckies listening, I'll apologise for this, but honestly, truck drivers, delivery drivers, are the world's worst at turning up anywhere on time. I, um, I should have been digging a lot more holes this morning, ready to put the posts in for my deck, but uh, I curtailed my activities at about quarter to twelve, because I was expecting to leave to come down here about midday, as soon as the delivery man had been and um, guess what he didn't arrive until about 20 to 3. What so, was his excuse? Oh you know. It's all your fault not mine. Well, of course it was. Yeah. What did yeah. you say to him? Huh? I just said it. this is a joke and you know what time you call this you were supposed to be here between 11 30 and midday oh i got held up and i was late leaving and i've been somewhere else and i thought i'd drop this one off on the way you here must do that every day back. yeah they so do. did you hit him with and, the hammer and the, i was t- talking to a mate of mine about it and he said mate he said truck drivers they're terrible he said we we ordered a new lounge suite and this guy arrived with it at nine o'clock at night he said i rang up it was supposed to be here at two I rang up at 3, it was going to be here at 4. I rang up at 4.30, it was going to be here at 6. We finally got it at 9 o'clock at night. And when I followed up on it the next day to complain, I found out that the person who was last off the truck, the person whose furniture was last off the truck, didn't get their delivery till 11.30 at night. Now work that out. I mean, Jesus. Tell you. Ooh, oh, I mean, I haven't seen my TV. Corn it's on the date right today. 1st of November 07, that's what it says. The uh, I haven't seen my TV for a couple of weeks because when I got back from over from, from overseas, what I mean, in, yep. um, in Indy, my big screen has, uh, she's got a kaputsa. Kaputsky. Kaputsky. Right. And it was ironic that Bris Vegas not, never mentioned it while I was away and it had never turned on while I was away and she had... Uh, not bothered to um, sort of ring up and say anything about it, which is unusual because she knows how she likes to watch a bit of TV. Yes, yeah, so and yeah, she went, yeah. "Oh, I didn't want to bother you." <laughs> so I said that that just reeks of something guilty going on. Well, it on. does, but I mean, what can you do to a TV apart from switching on or off? But, but the thing is, the front light was on, and uh, and she was at a habit of going up and pressing the button on the front of the screen, ah, not using, using the, the remote. remote. But and and I said, "You always do that." No, I, I never do that. 
Well, <laughs> anyway, so I think there's a bit of guilt going on there. Uh, Didn't want to get yelled at. No. Oh well. So when you get it back? Oh well, who knows? Because just like well, your truck driver, you warranty, isn't it? Three, three. Just like your truck driver, when I rang up and waited on the line and spoke to someone about the, you know, the, the water shortage in Bangladesh, they uh, said, "Look, um, have you got the original packaging?" I said, "I do." They said, "Right, well, we'll get someone to call you to advise you when they're coming round." Well. They didn't advise, they just fronted it for 10 minutes I happened to go up the road to get a chicken roll oh. and left packaging. Oh, you and left your packaging? Yeah, without a contact detail or anything like that. Oh, that's not very oh, handy. Anyway, so someone came the next day and got it and, you know, of course they were... Could either be morning or afternoon, but nonetheless, off I went I said, can I have a receipt for it? He went, yeah. oh, do you need one? I said, well, yeah, I do. Oh, that's right. How do I know? Who are you? <laughs> exactly. Because there's the old story of, like, you know, the burglar taking the TV out and, and someone, the little old lady goes, what are you doing? What are you doing with the TV? I'm taking it out of repair. Oh, mine's broken too. Can you take it as well? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Got a package deal. <laughs> yeah, mine's broken, but that's the one you've got under your arm. No worries. Um, so anyway, I was actually saying about you were talking about me bashing myself on the head. You were. So viewers, I'm digging these holes for the um, for the posts for my deck, and I've got the old crowbar before I uh, dig the post holes to loosen the ground up a bit. And uh, you know, like the idiot I am, I've left the crowbar stuck into the ground. You know, probably about I don't know, two or three, four inches into the ground. Should be fairly sturdy, just standing there minding its own business while I'm digging away. Only while I'm bent over digging away, it's actually decided that it didn't want to stand still and swung round. And like if my head's two o'clock and it's the second hand on a clock, it's uh, caught me fair and square. So uh, after a 30 second blackout, I um, came back around and there you go. So we didn't do the show last night, needless to say. So here I am today with a bump on the head, but still all right thank goodness that reminds me of a story when i was just out of school and i was doing a bit of temporary work and like i mean i was studying electronics engineering and uh but i do a bit of work and there was a place in the city where you'd go in and you'd line up and i suppose with all a few the darrows and stuff like that and they would you know they'd be allocated a job here or a job there i remember i'd get a job at breville or something in the packaging department for two days was cash in the hand and there was this there was a, the bloke that looked after it he was a scottish bloke and they were it was all full of dead things really but i didn't really know that at the time so we just sit there and, and he go was like i gotta see you and uh, scottish bloke. so we come we go here you go off you go and i got this job working out at port botany by the by the airport in sydney on the railway line and i thought that's i like i love line. trains right okay. and i came out there and there's all these very large labour voters, you know, out there, sort of, like, sort of what working on... collars, is that yeah, what you're trying to tell right, me? Yeah, not much else. <laughs> working, not that I'm, you know... No, no, very no you're not that. That's, just, that's all yeah, good. All that lo- lovely blokes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there it was, and there was this long line, and I... And Port Botany wasn't built back then, and so that, there was... Uh, the, I've come along, and, and I've gone, hi, I'm coming for the job, and the guys looked at me going, ha, Oh, 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 like it's a, it's I've got to skinny. tell you, viewers, I've seen photos of Johnny back then, and he was skinny as. <laughs> anyway, shut up. Anyway, so he said, I said, well, I said, what can you do? I said, well, I can do plenty, you know, and he goes, then he gave me this spanner, 
and it was just spanner and it was about like a metre long it wasn't adjustable it had a jaw like which was about two and a half inches wide and he goes look they point down the sleepers he goes see those nuts and I said yeah I see them he goes see that down that single post it was about like half a k half a mile back then yeah. you know it was imperial I said go go tighten them nuts so On I did I went, yeah and, they, and like the the red was like the size of your fingernail. It was very nasty stuff. Anyway, I came back and did it. He went, oh, you done it. Yeah, he went, you like another job? And I said, I would. And he went, he went here and gave me one of those big metal poles like you, like yeah. you had. And he goes, no, we need to pull up some of these rails. So I thought like it was a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Kind of. He says, now, now get it in there. Now put it in there and hold it real tight with your hands yeah. on the metal rod. And he gets the big thing goes, Bang! At the end of it, my hands go. Oh. <laughs> and the whole crew were just going, <laughs> killing themselves. And they went, all right, you're in, off to the pub. <laughs> so I remember. Off to the pub. I you know, love it. Initiation. <laughs> nuts and like, and my hands were going, yeah. You know, you just see them throbbing red. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. It, it, never forget that. So. Don't hang on to a large metal rod if you are being hit on yeah. from the other end, so to speak, on Port Botany Railway lines 30 years ago. Well, maybe 30 years ago, but... Oh, know. that's excellent. Oh, oh dear. So, <laughs> who else? Well, yeah, it's own safe. No, oh, that's up, no, up to you, up to you. Oh, that's all right. I was just saying that um, I hear a rumour that the, uh, the new Ford, the Orion or whatever it's called, the prototype, um, that's due mid next year. Ford's new V8. Go, is it? Um, it's not likely to uh, actually run at all next year now. Oh. They reckon that by the time it arrives and gets uh, gets sorted and uh, goes through parity and uh, the project blueprint and blah de blah de blah, it's highly unlikely that we'll see one racing before 09. Yeah. So. Wow. What does it matter then? Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see into that. Yeah. See, there's a gig coming up where you can actually drive your, your car around Bathurst. I think yeah. you have to have some sort of basic license, but it's uh, the ultimate track day event. Yeah, it's about six or seven thousand dollars for the privilege. So I think we're only sixty-seven. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. Six or seven. So, <laughs> so bag of that. That's a bugger. That's all a bit too much for me. Um, That's nasty. Mate, uh, Lassie drives. Oh, woeful in reliability. Oh, you've discovered that. Yes, well, you've been selling them to me, but no, more you No, watch. I haven't been selling Sell no more, you shall I not. have been selling none for at least the last, oh, I reckon about 16 to 18 months now, since we uh, gave them the big flick. Reliability, no, and it's never the drive's fault. Well, it's very rarely the drive. Um, so it's the course, power supplies. Power supplies, interface, the um, Porsche... Uh, interface, not the Porsche. Porsche designed case. Porsche designed case and the interface is the, no, or it was the originally the 911 Firewire chip. Now it's the 9. So what's the bee's knees of drives, mate? If you want a really reliable drive, and let's say we want to have a network area storage device, a drive that sits on its own, which has its own IP address, it sits on the network, what do you do? Okay, the best one that I've seen currently and that appears to be very nice and reliable uh, although it's early days yet, I have to say, Netgear make a very nice NAS unit. Um, so there is a, an OEM product you can buy, not having to piece yes. it all together. Yep, yep. There's, oh, there's about three or four NAS units that, uh, that are half reasonable. Um, there's an Orion, talking about Ford Orion, now we're talking about Orion well, that's Drive. That's Orion, this yep. is 
Now, O'Ryan. Yes, this is O'Ryan. Speaking of which. <laughs> yeah, no, not international poorly. Um, which Johnny Coo, why you not buy my RAM? Sells, out of Max Sense. <laughs> and uh, I've sold a couple of those. They're, they work pretty good as Nats. Um, I'll get one down on trial. And I never and Alf, them. remember Alf from Pacific Peripherals? Alf. Alf used to work for Tommy. No, I don't know. I don't want anyway, to know. Anyway, well, Pacific he went to Silicon Memory, I think. Or he's ended up at Silicon Memory in Sydney. And I do like the old Alf, good bloke. And uh, he sells another unit, um, of which the name totally escapes me, but uh, that's pretty good because it's a good RAID setup, um, and you can set it up from basically RAID 0 right the way through to RAID 5. Uh, you can have a nice uh, redundant array there of uh, five drives and one hot swapper. Um, so there's lots, of, there's some good stuff out there. The big thing that anybody um, running a Mac-based uh, design studio or something similar needs to look out for is the level of AFP, Apple File Protocol support, that the NAS unit dishes out. There are a lot of NAS units out there that don't have AFP support and they're nothing but trouble. And that's what you need to look forward to, look out for if you come back from Bali without a haircut. <laughs> AFP. <laughs> okay, viewers. <laughs> Segwaying on to the... Mate, you couldn't get a better use-by date. I mean, that is primo. It is, isn't it? Now, we usually do barbecues, and, and, and I have to... Pity you didn't turn up for lunch today, because I braved the corner. Braved the I corner? I braved the corner pub that oh, I the... never go to. But I did it on my own, because I had a the vision. Colonist I tavern. had a vision of a schnitty yeah. with you to, for lunch today, but right. due to the truck wood not being delivered... Yes. So I was like... I didn't. But I went down, and yeah. I saw several people having shanks, and or oh. shank... And I had shanker. Shanker. It was very good, although it did take about forty minutes to cook, but it was absolutely perfect with some olive mash. Olive mash. Olive oil mash. Ah. He forgot. Ah, olive oil in lieu of butter. In lieu of butter and some um, and uh, root vegetables. It was very very good. So I think and the chefs come from the Oxford up on uh, on Conway Street. Street. Yeah. Sacked. And that's why I got the job. <laughs> so, <laughs> where Rust went dancing on the on the floor once. Yep. Um, isn't it? A, it's a dirty old dog at the moment. Isn't it is it? a dirty dog. And it's, it's sitting there looking all manky and dead. It really is a dirty old and dog. Because it's low to the ground and the and the, and the ground's wet. So, well, you know, there will be the rusty sausage on the race car this weekend. Yes, As and you can see, there are rusty sausage logos made along with the. Uh, Piranha? Percy Piranha. Yeah. The Percy Piranha logo. Springbok. Actually, viewers, if any of you are off to uh, Buller, off or to. if any of you, by the time you actually hear this, have been to Buller, you would have probably seen the Piranha and you would have seen Percy Piranha on the stickers and you would have seen the Rusty Sausage. But I've been told from Keithy that we are not, there will be no sausages on the car. At all. I don't want a sausage dog on my car at well, all. Well, the, the, the challenge is... goes out to you now, Johnny, to see where you can put one that he won't notice. Now, my suggestion on a Capri is probably around the back, underneath the bumper bar on the passenger side. Directly under the Cooper's logo. And that will jog some memories because when we took the car, the Porsche to Spa last year and Glenn Cooper said, yeah, I'd like to see Cooper's on the front of the car there and do it like we did with Bahrain. I think we've told you this story before. Oh, and yeah. have a kangaroo on the front. Well, like they did with the 550 where, where Al drove. Yes. Um, and I went, 
Nah. I put a sausage dog on there. <laughs> so I got one of the local people in Germany to create a sausage dog on there. Put put the sausage so it ran around with the full yeah. sausage on it. But the see the Germans like sausages. The Germans like sausages, and I showed Glenn the shot, which is now at the uh, at the Cooper store. And he goes, "What's that?" <laughs> I said, "It's a sausage dog." He said, "I told you to put a kangaroo, a kangaroo on." I said, "Yeah, well, I couldn't find one. I put a sausage dog on." He said, "You're an idiot." <laughs> Well, he's right. So keeping in with the go. trend. <laughs> oh, right, and trends, that's it now. That's it. If yeah, it's got I, poopers, I like it. it's got to have a sausage dog. I like being called an idiot. Well, and But we're digressing from what we were about to talk about, the perfect way to cook corned beef. Mate, I'll leave it up to you to go corn through it. Silver side. Corn silver side or corn beef, yeah. that's right. My mother would always say, buy it. Guys, you should have cut it off the H-bone, yes. but this is a pre-packaged one. But something I learned though. the other day yeah. was... To bring the water, you bring it up to, to temperature very, very slowly, yeah. and as soon as it's got to the t- to just to simmer, dump all that water and start again with fresh water. I've never heard that one before. Me neither. But anyway, I'll leave it up to you. Well, okay. So then, when you've got the fresh water, that you then put all the things that you would normally put. Correct. It's so just you do simply your bay leaves, the first bit to take the skimmy rubbish. You do. So you. So what? So that's where we're at at the moment, viewers. So if you want a really heat good corn silver side, ever so gently. You just get one of those nice, uh, like those tureen style uh, pots that you cook um, soup or whatever in, so that you know oh, you, you've got a ceramic room, pot, sim- simmering room. Yes. But you can do it in uh, ceramic. But plenty yeah, you of can do water. it in a, a, a thinger. Uh, not heaps of water. It should be submerged. Yeah, it should be just about submerged. So in an average pan, that's usually I don't know about a litre, maybe. Pan, pot, bit, pot, pan, whatever. Pans have got small sides. They're no, fry I'm pot. not talking frying. What do you have? Got a frying pan. pot? Don't bloody argue with me. You want me to tell the story, or oh, what? You're going to get your get your cups and so then shapes right. Don't forget your vinegar. If you've got a litre of water in there, you need about half a cup of vinegar. Malt vinegar. Mo- always malt vinegar. Yes. Then the viewers need to know this, JP, because yes. they could go for white vinegar. No, you don't want white vinegar. No, no. You want malt vinegar. You're quite correct there. Which is, if you can get the caramel malt vinegar, so much the better. Which is what the poms tend to favour. But then we want and someone, we need... someone of India. Some, beg your pardon. <laughs> clove, a clove, and not Clive. <laughs> clove of India. <laughs> okay, yeah, cloves. Always some cloves. And bay leaves. Bay leaves. About three or four usually. Peppercorns. Yes, all oh, definitely peppercorns. Yeah. Quartered carrots. Yeah, quartered carrots. Onions. Quartered. Chunky. Yeah. Chunky onions. Yep. A bit of sugar. Unless you can get some shallots and you can put them in whole then. All right. Sh- yep. Like the whole bulbs. Yep. Okay. Uh, sugar. Yes, a little bit. Not heaps. Usually about oh, a flat dessert spoon. Something like that. I tried Just it recently with one, also one star anise. Yeah, I know you did. Did you notice it? Why no, not really. But well, we didn't have any cloves. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> But you don't stick the clothes in it like a... No, you don't, no. no like no, a bag. No, ignore that. If you see that in a cookbook anyway, just ignore it. Like ham. Yeah. Christmas ham. You forget, don't do that. No, don't. Clothes are only good if you've got toothache. So, and then you just basically put it, whack it all in the pot and put the heat on low underneath it so that it comes up to the boil really, really slowly. Keep it on as low as you can keep it so that it just simmers away with the lid on and leave it sitting there a couple of hours. Depends on the weight, really, away. doesn't it? What's the weight? Yeah, but... 20 minutes per pound and 20 for the pot? Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. 
but slow. But slow as, yeah. I mean, we've got a slow cooker, and we put it in there, and it will just sit there all day. But it is the way you bring it to the boil. If you bring it to the boil too fast, fast, it it goes goes tough. tough. Yeah, you're right. There we go, viewers. We are in agreement on that one. And the other thing, too, is that when you're carving it, you make sure you carve across the joint of meat, or it just all falls apart Ah. like string. Now, serving suggestions. Serving, well, the famous mashed potato, veggies, white sauce, cabbage. Cabbage, yeah, cabbage is good. Cabbage, carrots. Carrots, carrots are always good. Carrots, peas. Not beans. No, not beans. No, no, no. Beans, uh, broccoli, works alright with broccoli. A parsley white sauce or just a white sauce? Um, Cannot be either. Just a plain white sauce is always nice. Absolute must. Same colour as a piranha. Hot English mustard. Hot English mustard. Hot English mustard works well. Although, um, the whole grain mid-strength is rather pleasant too. Especially if you've got that white sauce happening. So, there you go. But uh, enjoy, viewers. It's, uh, it's a great little recipe and it's beautiful on a, uh, a wintry day like and we have in very today. cheap cut of meat. Yeah, it is. People just very don't cheap. know how to make it. Mm. And usually you can get a decent meal out of it and still have a couple of slices left over for a nice sandwich the next day. A big Dagwood. I mean, speaking of people making it, yep. do you think Kevin Rudd will? I don't know. I was reading a bio oh, on I it I heard a joke about Kevin Rudd. <laughs> it was quite funny. Was it? Yeah, it was. It was about Kevin Rudd going to that strip joint in, in, um, in New York. And it was like, oh, as yeah. if he went there every year for about five years. And so, you know, going back to whenever it was, he went the first time and got drunk. And this stripper yells out to him, a hundred bucks and I'm yours. And he goes, nah, five. And it just became a standing joke. So every time Kevin went back to the strip club, the stripper would yell out, hundred bucks. And he'd yell back, no, five. Anyway, as luck would have it, on his last trip over there, Julia Gillard went with him. Anyway, he said, look, I'm going for a bit of a night out. He goes, local haunt, regular, regular deal. Come along with me. So. She walks in next to Kevin into the strip club and the stripper yells out, See what you get for five bucks! <laughs> boom, boom. There you go. Jeez. And not that we're against him at all. No, absolutely not. Or Jay Leno, yet. for that matter, if you happen to catch a little snippet on TV. Oh, with the, the earwax. The earwax. Well, there was, there was poor old Kevin having a bit of a schnoozle up up in the second lower row of the middle benches. <laughs> And then decided he couldn't hear properly, so he had a bit of a pick and a look, and there was a bit of something, and then he went straight in the gob. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Horrible oh, in the gob. The 80s only. We used to have an English teacher who used to pick his nose and then roll it up and put it in his pocket. I mean, come on. I had a friend who used to do that with, with, with fingernails in his top pocket, <laughs> and then he'd pick them up and eat them. <laughs> All of these peckish people. I don't know. What's going on? What's Absolutely. going on? Mini well, Challenge is looking good. Well, let's start. Have a, give me a mini one. <laughs> Here you go. Mini Here challenge. You go. How many? How many? Uh, how many rounds? How many minutes? I don't know. Ah, well, there you go. Mini challenge this year. Eight rounds. Three twenty-minute races with a partial reverse grid in the second. Well, there you go. Much like the Utes. Much like the Utes. One hundred fifty thousand dollars to start. Yep. Yeah. Rock up with your one hundred fifty grand viewers, and you're away. And we promise we won't run into you. And we'll tear money off you. And if you're any good and you start winning, don't expect to win the next round because they're going to adopt weight penalties for the front runners of the prior round 
whoever they were will be penalised with extra weight at the following round. Just like the Germans do in their series. Well, I think it's actually also a run put together by a gentleman who tried to get the X Factor Lotus thing rekindled again after the Lotus oh, Championship yeah. series fell apart. But uh, I, I don't, I don't like the chances. Well, they reckon they've rolled the first car out up in Queensland somewhere and uh, tested it. And um, the same mob who uh, fettles all these cars, there's some dude come out from Germany and uh, there's a lot of BMW mechanics involved. So, uh, yeah, looks like, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how many people rock up with their 150 Gs. I mean, the real question is, if, if, if Wazza and Bazza were travelling to surfers in the Tirana, <laughs> listening to Akadaka... <laughs> How, How many, many stubbies they, they slabs would they require between having a slash and chucking a brownie? <laughs> this is a good question. Now, that had Mr Simonson worried. Oh, he's he not was, trying to become an Australian citizen, is he? He's trying to. That's out of the he citizens. He managed test. to figure out, test. that the, he managed to explain chucking a spaz, chucking a siki and chucking a yui. Yep. And the essential ingredient starting with being a hamburger <laughs> and that you could bring a car doing circle work. <laughs> <laughs> but he but he's fallen over on a couple of things oh, he's worried he's, wor- <laughs> he's worried uh, the full list <laughs> uh, dear viewers it's a good list that it is a funny list and we'll it have is. to give it to some people yes next time so we oh, get more coverage I think it's just about uh, time with uh, one hour five minutes of talking a lot of rubbish. We cracked on for that long today. I I thought it was going to be a tedious episode. Now I don't want to get stop. Oh, one last thing I want to go to the gym. It is. It's funny, isn't it? I don't need to go to the gym anymore. I've been bloody digging holes, mate. I'm probably fitter than I've been for the last six months. Pardon me. Singapore's been okay for uh, Formula One under lights next year. There you go. I thought that was a bit of a scoop. That's quite true. They were going to bring in a complete smoking ban, but they've said no, 1%, 1 milligrams are okay. (laughs) What? In Singapore? Under lights. Oh, you idiot. (laughs) Apparently the lights are balloons. It's the smoker's GP. They're going to put the lights up on balloons. So they hover above the track or some crap. There you uh, go. Be interesting to see. Oh, well. I'd it's like not far go. away from here. I wouldn't mind going. I think we should. I'd rather go to that than go to Melbourne. Let's book an off on it. Sorry, Melbourne. Yeah, absolutely. Let's book now because you can get these really good prawns. Like there are one Singapore, or two, two. Singapore sizzling prawns. No, they're, they're, they're Harry's. Uh, chili crab. Harry's crab. I haven't been to Singapore for ages. Uh, the last time I went, I had there were two king prawns to the kilo. Oh, you're kidding me! But they were unfriendly to eat because they're like. <laughs> Like they, were, they were like a goanna. Well, if they're that big, they can't be tender. That's they? right. I mean, they're not very really useful for dipping sauce. <laughs> You'd have to have big know. bowls. Imagine having them as a, like, so as, a, as, a prawn, <laughs> as a prawn roll. A pork and prawn roll. It'd be a whole loin. Right <laughs> through the middle. <laughs> Prawns wrapped in bacon. You just need a leg, a leg of ham. <laughs> With the bone taken out and the prawn inserted. That's right, on the H bone. <laughs> We can, go on. we can go on for hours. Yeah, well, we might. might as well. I mean, like, you know. Just, oh, snap. Mate, I don't, I've got a flight at uh, in two and a half hours. No, I've got to go because my, because I'm a granddad again. You are? Oh, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Nicholas and Elaine had a little girl last night. So well, will you be able to give me a lift to the airport? Get some flowers and toddle off to um, 
pick Laney up and go up to Mount Barker. Is there any chance you drop me at the airport? Yeah, I can drop you at the airport, and then you can just swan around in the uh, Qantas Lounge, drink their beer, and uh, use their internet connection like you usually do. Never go back. Actually, (laughs) now, in in South Australia, in uh, in the whole airport, if you are... Anyone can get free wireless through internode. If you're an internode customer, uh, you can log in, and then you can use your own email client, but you can surf free. But now, courtesy of the Australian, you have free broadband in all Qantas Club lounges. Where's Bruce out to pay for it through Telstra? Thanks very much. Well, that's very... Thank you to Internode and thank you to uh, the Australian. And uh, I've had... No thanks to Telstra as usual. I... uh, No. (laughs) And and on that note, even just absolute nightmare I have spent on the phone uh, with, with Telstra over the last couple of weeks trying to unravel the fact that I had three different plans associated with the same phone and they and because they had uh, talked me into going to single billing, which incorporated the mobile and the fixed line phone in yeah. together, they can't actually see the charges that one person can't. And finally, I found this lady this morning who really agreed that I have been messed around and I'm being phone hijacked Ooh. by a company called Soul Mobile. And so they said, you know, you're getting all these five dollar charges. And I said, no, I, all I saw, I wondered what it was all about. And yeah, that I'm getting. I'm getting hijacked, so I'm, they're going to. It could be an ombudsman scenario because right? when I rang, well, so who are these? I don't know. When I rang the one three hundred, it says if you're calling about this, and then it went over to an American voice. So I was oh, going, oh, no. it's not good. And then it's I got good. something yesterday that said that I want MP3s and this. And then you got a voice that said, if you are sole customers. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom. Arsehole. All right. Arsehole customers. <laughs> That's it. Good on you. I knew that if I kept that going for long enough, you'd be able to pick it up. But, the, but the, what was I going to say? The, oh, the, the Telstra bill. Uh, Telstra. That's right. Yes, my good friends in Sydney had a, uh, uh, a photography business, and they were paying $189 a month for a Telstra, what was called Telstra's Internet Direct tiered internet connection and it was about 0.9 of a of a of a of a meg up uh, down it was very very slow they would not let them change it no way whatever you did you couldn't cancel it you just hopeless couldn't use the line so we finally found another line we ran up the internode service on it (laughs) which costs Fifty nine, sixty nine dollars ninety five per quarter. Yeah. For ten meg. Eighty or two plus. With a fixed IP. Yeah. Um, and you know, <laughs> change it whenever you like. Thanks very much. And it just, they're just laughing. I mean, they're having such a good time. I haven't heard from them because they don't say thank you. They'll only hear. You'll only well, hear they from expect them. The, yeah, They'll only the hear from you. such as yourself. Yeah. Or, and they you know, said, oh, they said, I said, well, look. You could go and move the, move your D-Link, D-Link router <laughs> over from the old line to the new line, but then I won't be able to tell you what, you can't see what your password is, so mm. you're going to have to go and buy another, really, I'd suggest buy another router and put it in there, and it'll make it a wireless one because it'll be convenient for yep. people who come to visit you. Of course, then they've gone, thank you very much for your assistance, your new wireless router is installed ready for your arrival. <laughs> oh, thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> and they're florists, did you they say? They are florists. Oh, f- photographer photographers. Photographers. Right. Oh, viewers, well, that's been great. It has. JP, I've enjoyed the afternoon. Oh, it's, been, it's, not, it's been a nice change just sitting oh. back in the afternoon doing the show. I was very stressed when you arrived. Oh. Yeah, I was stressed and, out too. Uh, and I've had to uh, sort of... With my yeah. timber man and everything else. But there you go. <laughs> my timber man. So, 
Well, the man who didn't arrive with the timber. Okay. And, uh, well, all right. Well, you have a top weekend at Mount Buller. Thanks, and mate. And good luck to you and uh, Keithy George. And, and to Alan and Bryce at... Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. At, um, at uh, Oran Park. Oh, Oran Park. And then subsequently San Paulo. And, and, yeah, yeah, and San so Paulo. That's right. So, Paul, don't wear an expensive watch. <laughs> because it'll be taken off you. <laughs> Speak to you next week, viewers. Okay, viewers. Good night.